Welcome back to Maury's Music. Today we're going to be taking a look at the Martin X Series guitars. My name's Maury Rutch. And I'm Spoon Phillips. And we have a lot to talk about. What's going on, Spoon? Well, I'm here in Brooklyn, uh, but it's great to be on the air with one of my favorite pals talking about Martin guitars. I wouldn't be anywhere else if I had the opportunity, and I don't have the opportunity, so I'll stay here. And I want to start with a fastball. I'll see if you know your stuff. Our listeners want to know as much as I do, how long has the X-Series been around? Oh, the X-Series X has been around since the late 1990s. Uh, Martin uh, first came out with the D1 in 1996, which was the first time they offered a... Uh, something below the, what we would call the standard series with the Martin brand on the headstock. Two years later, they came out with the DM, the first guitar in the then uh, Rhodes series. And then in 98, they came out with the uh, DXM and the DXME in 1998. The year after that, Prince's favorite year, 1999, they came out with a 12-string and a triplo. Wow, so going back before the X-Series, if you wanted to get a Martin guitar that was less expensive than a standard series, you didn't have a lot of choices. That's correct. They, they used to produce affordable guitars under other brand names. So they had the Sigma brand name and the Shenandoah brand name. And those were guitars, uh, in the one case, were made in Asia uh, like many, many other brands were doing back then. And the other uh, were constructed, put together at the Martin factory from materials that were created in Asia. And they decided they wanted to go completely in-house. That was the what became the One Series. It was the first less expensive guitar actually made at Martin with a Martin brand. The Road Series was even more affordable, and then the X Series in 1998 was uh, the most affordable Martin to come out with its uh, headstock bearing the CF Martin and Company logo. So interestingly enough, I know you and I talked about it briefly last week, but the D1 was my very first Martin guitar, and I was thrilled to get into the Martin family at, at such a low price point, not being able to reach into the standard series. So the X series that came along in the late 90s made everything even more affordable. Do you have any insider information or interesting stories about those times when the company was coming up with this new idea? Well, yes, I think this reflected um, multiple things about the Martin company at that time. It wasn't all that long before then that Chris Martin really took over and Chris Martin has always been passionately concerned about the environment and about managing uh, natural resources in a responsible way. And the X series, we'll, which we'll get into in a little bit, the way they're constructed, they uh, are environmentally friendly in the fact that they are not made entirely out of solid wood from trees that have you know, been cut down. And that was part of it. And they were also trying to remain competitive against Asian imports and other foreign imports while being able to you know, offer the wages and benefits that they did for their workers. And so that required them to start looking at al alternative materials to be able to produce guitars and sell them in the United States at a, a you know, extra affordable price point. And then also uh, the X of the X series uh, refers to Mexico and when they opened their plant down in Mexico and it's a product line that uh, was developed and continues to be developed at the Navajoa plant, which is something they're quite proud of on them for a variety of reasons. So if we take a look at the economy of, of building and buying a Martin guitar, if you're not buying into the standard series and you go lower than that, you can go into the road series. Uh, less expensive still is the X-Series. Do you have any comments as a professional guitar player on what it's like to play a guitar that's made from HPL versus maybe the next expensive option up, which might be laminated back and sides, whether it's the Martin brand or not? If a player wants to spend some money on an acoustic guitar and keep things very, very affordable, can you speak to the HPL versus laminated pieces of real wood? Yes. Uh, for the uh, listeners who aren't unfamiliar with the term, HPL stands for high pressure laminate. 
and it is a material that uh, has a layer or layers that are made from natural wood fiber and natural resins that are compacted under very high pressure to create a very stable, very strong material. And it's highly reflective, so it actually works very well for instrument bodies because it reflects sound waves very well without not very much degradation. And so they started making these guitars, and I think everybody was quite pleased at how well they sold. They sound di differently than wood guitars. However, there are certain uh, X-series guitars that have solid spruce tops, and that goes all the way back, basically, almost to the very beginning of the X-series. They've been doing that. So you have two tiers, one with a solid spruce top and one with an HPL soundboard. Some of the really good things about HPL, in addition to being environmentally friendly, um, they are very resistant to uh, the effects of weather, basically impervious to humidity. Uh, they are very strong. There's a what appears to be a matte finish that's actually a protective coating on the very outside of them that uh, is extremely scratch resistant, dent resistant. So they can, you know, they can take a licking and keep on ticking, as uh, John. Patrick Swayze might have said, well, not Patrick Swayze, John Cameron Swayze might have said long ago. <laughs> and uh, so they're, they make uh, really good guitars for people who want to take a guitar into all kinds of environments, you know, camping, what have you. And um, so they also make a good second guitar for somebody who's got a guitar that's perhaps more delicate and needs to be uh, worried about more in terms of environmental issues. I can attest to that. I, I know a lot of people on Facebook have been uh, catching me posting really cute pics of my DX Woodstock when I take it on vacation. Uh, the last time that guitar saw some action wasn't at a gig. It wasn't in the studio, but it was in the pool room uh, when me, my nephews, and my sister were singing our hearts out. And I have video footage of that somewhere that I am not allowed to show anybody. So after this program, <laughs> remind me about your email address because I want to get that to you. <laughs> yes, that's something else. The... Uh, HPL allows them to basically put photographs on the guitar. So, and it can be uh, photographs of wood, which is what they started out doing. So the back and sides can look like mahogany or maple or koa. And eventually they started using really, really beautiful, heavily figured wood grain on some of their models. But uh, also you can put, if it has an HPL top, you can put that imagery on the top and that's where famously they had the felix the cat guitar early on the woodstock guitar is another classic example they had the whole cowboy series guitars that were in homage to the cowboy guitars of the 1930s and 40s that were sold it's from sears roebuck and montgomery ward that uh, you know had western scenes depicted on them or even western stars like you know tom mix or uh, roy rogers and but these were really, uh, really nice looking murals of various cowboy scenes, and they would sneak in on each model. They would sneak in a different longtime employee or or executive from the Martin Company would be depicted. It's kind of an effigy in the you know sitting around the campfire. You would see somebody like Chris Martin among the cowboys. So that kind <laughs> it gives you the opportunity to do that kind of stuff. Yeah, there's really uh, almost no limit to what you can do on these tops. And um, if it's not too early in the podcast to start name dropping, you and I just bumped into uh, Robert Getzel not more than two weeks ago at the Martin Museum. I'm not sure if he was involved in those early cowboy designs, but I know he definitely did the Woodstock that I have. And uh, he's probably somebody we need to corner one of these days and get some uh, real straight information from. Because I bet, even if it's not fair to say that he did all of the early artwork on the X-Series, I know he did a ton of it. And man, he's putting some uh, you know, really, really good stuff out lately. I don't want to get on a tangent, but if you have the opportunity to check him out on Instagram, uh, some of the custom shop work he's been doing recently is really, really fantastic. But I digress. Yeah, some of his stuff is on uh, you know, actual solid wood uh, tops, but the uh, HPL stuff, I think actually his first model might have been the mural for the 175th anniversary models that had C.F. Martin's, the first, you know, C.F. Martin Sr.'s face and, and all that different artwork and that mural, the actual mural itself is at the Martin Museum now, you know, on the wall in the, in the 
visitor center. That might have been the first one he was involved with. I'm not sure if he did those cow early cowboy ones or not. But anyway, yes, all kinds of very interesting uh, guitars have been created using this technique. You know, they're very cool looking guitars. They come in all varieties of sizes and models, and which we can probably, you know, we can get into of, you know, what's currently available. We haven't really talked about their qualities of musical instruments. And I think a lot of people that are coming from a, a perspective of high-end guitars assume that they don't sound very good. And I think a lot of people are, are you know, kind of have widened eyes the first time they get a X-Series guitar in their hands and they realize that they, they actually are absolutely uh, uh, good musical instruments that have a nice, pretty tone to them. I remember my very first experience being around an X-Series up close was uh, I had an apartment mate who um, was an Englishman. He got his Martin guitar, just the DX, the basic DX model. After going into guitar stores, when he got to the United States, he wanted to buy a guitar and learn how to play the guitar. And he would go in and, and ask the shop people at these various stores in New York City to play guitars for him. And he bought it purely on tone. He thought it sounded the best of any of the guitars that were in his price range. And uh, it was really the first time I spent a good deal of time around one of those guitars, and I enjoyed playing it uh, tremendously. I, I very much enjoy the tone of the, the basic DX with the, uh, with the HPL Tom. Yeah, I'm not entirely surprised. And as you might have recognized, we've been hitting YouTube pretty heavy with a lot of videos, almost one every day. And in between putting things up on YouTube from the 00042 Modern Deluxe, the D45, you know, I'll sneak in some stuff in the Road Series and the X Series. And I'll, I'll be really frankly honest with you, most of the time we put these X Series videos up there, I get a lot of emails back channel. Wow, I can't believe how good that sounds. And it, it's probably... You know, I don't know if snobbery is the right word, and I'm guilty of it as much as the next guy. I think if you start conditioning yourself to like the standard series, sometimes reach outside of that to get the modern deluxe, appreciate what the road series is good for, the 16 series, the X series, just by definition of how affordable it is, you're kind of like, eh. And, and I, I would bet a lot of people who have spent a little bit of time with the X series and a lot of time with the more expensive Martins might just sort of put it on the back burner. I, I was guilty of it just this morning. I was watching a video about cameras and lavalier microphones and wireless receivers. And long story short, this guy did a shootout for eight microphones that you can connect to your DSLR. Uh, they started at $9. They went up to $13, $14, $25, and $50, and 100 And before I watched the second two minutes of the video, I already told myself, well, I'm not buying the one for 9 bucks. I at least want to spend 30 why? Why would I just dismiss the stuff that's less expensive that quickly without even watching the demo video that I clicked on to learn about which ones sound like what? I have to imagine a lot of people who want to get into Martin guitars kind of look at the at the scope of things from $500 up to 5000 How many people are guilty of just sort of dismissing the bottom of it just because of cost? Well, especially if, if uh, they're looking at a purely plug-and-play acoustic electric guitar, um, that is a great equalizer once you're talking about understandable pickups. I mean, it still has some bearing on what's coming out of the amplifier or the or the uh, you know PA system in the club or whatever. But but it is a certainly a great leveler. And like I said at the beginning, I think uh, a lot of people look at the Road series that already have nice guitars as an alternative to get something that isn't going to break the bank or isn't going to break up their marriage <laughs> and <laughs> is going to, uh, but to give them that guitar either a smaller body when they play a big body or a big body when they play a small body or something to take to the cabin or keep at the cabin or you know or whatever you know uh sort of travel guitar thing and i i live uh, near one of the big parks in new york city and I routinely in the summers will see X-Series guitars with people sitting out on their blankets or on benches playing guitars. That's a, It's a pretty common occurrence. Hopefully sooner than later, you'll be back out there. The weather's getting warmer. I was just there today for the first time doing a three-mile march <laughs> through, the, through the wooded areas, and it felt great. Is that the Million Man, or is that later this year? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> now this is uh, this is just me uh, getting out in the outdoors and thinking about uh, getting my guitar over there in a, in a little secluded nook that I like to uh, practice in. Nice. So we're already talking about some of these X-Series guitars and the fact that the HPL or high pressure laminate construction keeps things very, very affordable and has a lot of properties to be impervious to humidity and temperature. And I'm going to name drop again because I'm getting pretty good at it. Tim Teal, uh, our good friend at Martin Guitar. I remember bumping into him back in 2000 and maybe 14, 2015. And I mean, every, every year back in those times, Martin would debut several new instruments in January at the NAMM show and uh, in the summertime as well at the, at the uh, Nashville show. But at the same time, as you know, when they would bring all the new models to uh, Anaheim, at the same time, they would open the factory to public, not tours, but they'd certainly parade all the new models or almost all the new models for anybody who can get to Nazareth at that same time of year. So you and I, it's no secret, have made a lot of effort to be there every time we can be. One of the times I, I saw a lot of these new X-Series being unveiled Tim Teal was nice enough to walk us through all the models for our, our YouTube camera. And he made the comment that the X-Series guitars with the solid spruce top might be the biggest bang for your buck. Because if you really think about it, when you put money towards guitar tone, the top of the guitar has so much more to do with it than the back and sides and all the other uh, you know, ingredients, you're getting all your money's going towards that solid spruce top. You're not wasting money on anything else about the guitar. You've got that solid spruce top and you've got the savings of the X-Series. What's your take on what you can really get when you're in the X-Series if you do step up to a solid spruce top, but stay within the series? This has been a, uh, before Martin even targeted this price range, the most of the rest of the guitar world out there. In fact, I think at the time that Chris Martin decided to really invest in the X series, 50% or more of the acoustic guitars sold in the world cost what would now be less than $600 and um, whatever the wow. price was back, you know, then. Uh, and Martin wasn't anywhere near that price range back then, which would back then would have been probably $350 or $400. So they wanted to be competitive in that market, but also offer something that was going to possibly best what else was out there. And everybody's selling point was solid spruce top. This has got a solid spruce top, a solid spruce top that's going to improve in tone as the guitar ages. And is a definitely a great advantage to things that didn't have a solid spruce top, that had a laminated top. The X series, I think in some respects, already was ahead of the plywood guitars because HPL is such a good platform for sending out sound waves. And so the basic HPL guitars have a very pretty tone to them. It doesn't have the complexity that you get from the subtle overtones that are going to be given off by a wooden top, but it still gives you a, uh, a very pretty tone for this uh, money that you're paying. The bracing under an HBL top has gone through changes over the years. It's basically an X-brace. They call it scallop bracing. It's an X-brace and the, the bottom bout, which is the wider, wider part of the guitar, at the bottom of the guitar, if you think of the guitar standing up with its headstock sticking up in the air, the bottom of the top is called the lower bout. That part of the X-brace has a single it's got a basically a hill in it. So it comes up from the edge of the brace and there's like this hill that then slopes down. So that's the scallop. And then a very slow slope coming up to where the center of the X brace is. The upper part of the X brace is not scalloped. And on either side of the X brace at the waist is a plate. And that plate, I think originally in their early designs, it was piece of plywood or something like that. It's changed over the years. It's now a piece of HPL that is a, there to really strengthen the area around the sound hole between the bridge and the sound hole. And then running across that X brace below the bridge is what they call a U-channel brace that at one time was made out of aluminum when they first came out. It's now uh, actually made, by, uh, made with carbon fiber. And if you picture a tube with the 
top cut off. That's what it's basically it is. It's like a tube, but the top's cut off. And so it's kind of a hollow brace. And that allows the vibration to go back and forth between those two pieces of the X brace, just to spread the vibration out across the HPL. And you will see a lot of, di anybody who looks this stuff up on the internet, you're going to see a lot of diagrams that has very outdated information. So you really have to go to my bracing guide that I published earlier this year at onemans.com. That's one man's with a Z, onemans.com slash guitar, and go to my bracing guide, and you will see the modern information about this stuff. So the, uh, so you have the, the uh, carbon fiber cross brace that used to be aluminum. Every place else you're going to see, it's going to say aluminum. So basically, I got the scoop. I sat down with the Martin people and really... Uh, got up to date on all the bracing. Now if you catch up get up to the up to the spruce tops, the bracing under the solid Sitka spruce top that you get is the exact same bracing that you get on the road series. It's the exact same bracing it's called uh, they call that X bracing X bracing <laughs> on the HPL <laughs> tops. Uh, they, on the X series that has the solid spruce top and the road series, it's called A-frame X1 bracing. This is different than A-frame X bracing that is on the is only now on the 15 series. A-frame X bracing, it has a very different X brace. It's not scalloped, but it's very thin. It's got basically a very stiletto, comes down to very, very thin point, stiletto points across the lower bout and it has two scallop tone bars that then come across the lower bout that are in co they contact the strut of the X brace on the base side. So vibrations that are coming from the X brace go into those tone bars, get transferred to those tone bars, and the tone bars slant down across the lower bout. Hope I'm not being too technical. I hope people understand what I'm talking about here. Those tone bars are scallop bracing with two peaks to them and then a low trough between the peaks. So just in from the tips of the bracing, it goes up into the hill or the peak and then has a sl slope. And so they're scallops. That means they take out some of the wood from the bracing so they're more flexible, so you get more vibration. And then between the Right where the waist is, they have these two um, sort of tongue depressor braces, the flat bracing that give a little stability where the where the spruce bridge plate is. And in both cases of the X brace, where you have the HPL top and the spruce top, above the sound hole, you have the A-frame brace that goes up. It's basically looks like a TP that goes up and helps stabilize the neck joint. And then there's a traverse brace at the top that goes across like an all Martin guitars that stabilize the upper bout. And they're shaped a little differently on the HPL tops than you get on the spruce tops. But it's really the differences are all down in the, in the area around the bridge plate and the lower bout. The short version of this is when you buy an X brace guitar with a spruce top, you're getting the same bracing as you would get on a, on a more expensive X series guitar and the sound difference is definitely worth the money. Uh, much more reverberative, a uh, great deal more reverb, more character. Each guitar ultimately is going to develop its own personality based on the player and the kind of music they're playing as that spruce top and that wooden bracing break in and age over the years. And you said tongue depressor a couple minutes ago, and I stopped myself from saying, uh. <laughs> so I, number one, I want some credit for holding that in. Number two, you could say I held my tongue. Ah, very good. With your, you depressed your tongue. <laughs> <laughs> my so, yeah, wife, who was, a, think... who was a serious pun lover, would be so proud of me right now if she ever would listen to anything I do online, but she won't. Well, you know her. <laughs> Be honest. Uh, do you think Lori's going to listen to any of this? Um, no, I've seen her. Uh, <laughs> I've seen her when we discussed this stuff in person. So, yeah, I'm not <laughs> expecting her to, to give this a listen, but I'm sure other people are enjoying it, I hope.
That reminds me, I'd like to uh, encourage people who listen to this podcast to send Maury questions, either questions about the topics we're discussing right now, the X-Series, or any other questions related to acoustic guitars, Martin guitars, Blue Ridge guitars, uh, acoustic guitars, their accessories. Whether you have a question or would like to know our opinion about something, uh, we'd love to hear from you. I completely agree. This podcast is for you. And if we can help make it better, please let us know how. When you take a look at the X-Series of guitars, how would you help somebody understand whether or not they should consider getting an HPL top or a spruce top, or is that question just too isolated per person? Well, it's personal. I think really the difference comes down to price. And if you really, if you really can't step up to the spruce top, uh, you're going to be happy with the HPL top. If you can step up to the spruce top, it's definitely worth that extra money uh, I have found in the, when it comes to such things as Martin guitars. Even if it feels like a pinch at first, that extra money spent is is going to go by, and and pretty soon uh, you won't even remember that you had to pay a little extra. If you want the HPL top because of what's on the HPL top, because you really love the look of it, or you're getting one of those special guitars that has the special artwork on top, and uh, like the Woodstock guitar that we talked about, then I would say uh, you'll be happy with that because you're uh, buying it for a reason uh, like the old hippie guitar. You know, I have a friend who's got a very expensive uh, Martin, but he bought the hippie uh, guitar because he <laughs> wanted that peace, love, you know, theme to it and enjoys it very much. And, and you know, there's times when people to have that second guitar when somebody else comes to visit and you want to play guitar together, you know, it's, it's, uh, it sounds uh, perfectly fine and it's totally enjoyable to play. So let me ask you this loaded question and, and you should really be careful how you answer. If somebody would call us up here at Maury's Music and ask me about the X-Series, they're going to want to know if, if I can't take care of this guitar the way I should, if I want to put it in the trunk, I want to bring it to the beach and it's going to be 94 degrees and then it's going to get cold at night, should I buy the X-Series with the HPL top? because I'm afraid if I buy the HPL with the solid spruce top, it's going to be more fragile and it's going to need more care. I think that's a fair question. I would say that if you're going to have a solid spruce top, you do have to pay a little more attention to that. Uh, you have to pay attention to not leaving it in a trunk for, for uh, way too long. It's definitely going to, to require some care. But the uh, Sitka spruce top is definitely... Um, more stable than thin plates of some of the exotic tone woods that are used for back and sides in the standard series. So it's not as big a concern as if you had a solid koa back and sides or a solid mahogany back and sides. So um, hmm. I think it's kind of in between the two. It's the ones with the HPL tops that you really don't have to, you know, worry about. As you know, a friend used to quip with his uh, his X series. He feels like not only can he take it in a canoe, he could actually use it as a paddle if he needed to. <laughs> uh, I would recommend that, uh, but at the same time, it's probably true. So, uh, so yeah. But I, I think most people who are spending uh, the extra money to get the spruce top aren't going to be, you know, they're not going to be using it for target practice or, or uh, football. So so I wouldn't be that concerned about it. Were you at Jim Martin's party uh, 10 years ago when they uh, shot the uh, ovation up with paintballs? I was already thinking about that, but I wasn't going to say anything about it, but yes. <laughs> to be That's fair, okay. it was it was a guitar that had already suffered some damage. It wasn't like they were sacrificing a you know perfectly good guitar. So I don't want people to be <laughs> horrified by, by what happened. But I, well, I, I must confess, <laughs> I took my own uh, shots at it with the paint gun. So. Oh, you were there? Yeah, I was there. Yes, I was. Ah, see, I, I heard, I heard about that story. I would never take part in something like that, being an, uh, a music lover myself. But it's funny to know that you were there. That's cool. Yes, it was already a dysfunctional instrument by that time. So. I'm going to go on record and say a lot of that party was probably dysfunctional, but that's not why we're here today. We're here talking about the X-Series guitars. So we're spending an awful lot of time talking about the top. Should it be HPL? Should it be solid Sitka spruce? What's the rest of this guitar made out of? Well, that's, a, that's definitely an interesting topic in itself. 
they have been there have been changes to the X series over the years, and today's X series um, will give you uh, different materials depending on whether you're getting it the twos with a spruce top or a one with an HPL top. I should point out for people who are seeing X series from before maybe 2018, certainly in the 90s and the early 2000s, if you saw a one on the model name, that actually meant spruce top. That's changed. A one now means the HPL top. A two now means a spruce top. If you get a two with a spruce top, it also means you're getting a solid wood fretboard and a solid wood bridge. And they're made of Cadillacs, or Catalocs rather. Catalocs with a K is a wood from Central America and probably up into Southern Mexico. It, uh, some people call it Mexican ebony. You'll hear it used in that way when you're uh, dealing with flamenco guitars and uh, student level classical guitars, you'll sometimes hear Mexican ebony as the fretboard and bridge. Uh, they look, it looks more like a rosewood, but it's got a density that's closer to ebony. If you're getting the HPL top, you're getting a rich light, which is a man-made uh, substance that has a density, even it's even denser than ebony and looks like jet black ebony. So it depends on the level. Both of them have the performing artist profile, which I've always been a fan of since the old performing artist series came out. Uh, that's now been retired because a lot of the, the special features that were introduced in the performing artist series have sim since been integrated into the other Martin series, particularly the grand performance body size and the high and the uh, performing artist neck profile. All right, so to uh, give our listeners some kind of context, if you're looking at the Martin guitars in the X-Series on marismusic.com, when you click Browse by Series, you can go into the X-Series of guitars. The first guitar you're going to see is probably the OX-1E because that has a 1 in the model name. That is the Trim 1 or Level 1, and you're going to be getting the Rich Light fingerboard and bridge. You need to scroll down a little bit more, and you can see something like an, a 00X2E. That number 2 is what signifies the fact that that guitar is trim level two and you'll be getting a rosewood fingerboard and bridge and that's the graduation from one to two we're speaking of. Uh, you're always going to see the letter X in the model name. The first prefix of the model, double O, O, OM, that's going to be the size of the guitar. Looking for the numbers one and two will you know, lead you right into this conversation we're having about are you going to get rosewood versus rich light. And I'm going to ask you, Spoon, I, I wonder what your professional opinion is. We gushed all over the fact uh, spruce tops are probably better than HPL tops. Is the difference between the Rich Light fingerboard and bridge and real Rosewood fingerboard and bridge nearly as important? No, I would say not. I've, uh, there have been various Martin guitars that have used Rich Light uh, to very good effect. They've put them on some of their environmentally friendly guitars when they're trying to offer guitar that isn't using exotic woods. Rich Light is very stable and very strong. And like I said, it's uh, it's even denser than ebony, but it's similar to ebony in terms of, uh, the reason denseness matters is we're talking about kinetic energy uh, being absorbed by these materials from the vibrating strings through the nut or through the saddle. And so uh, vibrations travel into the body of the guitar through the neck and they travel through the body, uh, into the body through the bridge. And whether you have a very dense material for a fingerboard and bridge versus less dense, like a rosewood, um, actually affects tone. But I think whether you're talking ridge light or you're talking catalogs, there's probably not a great deal of difference. Though I think psychologically, just knowing you have a solid wood bridge and a solid wood uh, fretboard, um, fingerboard, yeah, I think it, you know, it definitely has an effect and a, an appeal. And, and they also look uh, very cool. I think the, the two-level X-Series has a very nice look with that lighter uh, color that has very obvious wood grain in it. Yeah, and as I asked you that question, I almost caught myself in time to say, I bet you a lot of people are going to make a decision based on appearances as much as tone. Even if you can't make any kind of proof that rosewood fingerboards sound so much better, they sure do look really nice 
And it's no accident that Martin's making uh, an honest effort to give people, even in the X-Series guitars, you know, something nicer to look at. And I could really make the argument, something like a 00X2E with a solid spruce top and real rosewood uh, fretboard and bridge, you really have to turn the guitar around to see anything that doesn't look like a, a much more expensive instrument. And they always make that joke, you know, you're not looking at the back when you play it. If you get somebody, you know, watching you on stage with a, an X-Series guitar, with a spruce top, rosewood fretboard and bridge, most of the damage is done. You're you're putting a lot of your money into the most important and the first things they see. So for whatever that's worth. Well, yes, and also I should point out one thing we didn't mention: the the neck themselves, they're made of wood now, and that was not always the case. And the the level, the one level, is made with birch wood that's laminate and and actually looks very cool because of the of the grain of the la grain lines of the laminate. So that's yeah. actually made of birch and uh, a birch laminate. And the two level is actually made, uh, is actually listed as the select hardwood, which is the same uh, thing that you get, uh, same designation that you get all the way up the line into the standard series. And in the standard series, it's still gonna be a solid, it's still genuine mahogany. They call it select hardwood because of supply chain stuff. If they ever need to change it uh, for uh, temporarily because because of uh, shortages in these natural resources, it just it just allows them not have to keep reprinting their materials. So when you get down into the X series and the road series, your necks are going to be something from the mahogany family. Uh, it could be. Spanish cedar, it could be Sipo. Um, I don't think you're going to see Sapelli next necessarily. You might, Sapelli, but the important part is that you are dealing with a, uh, you're getting select hardwood neck on the twos, you're getting the birch laminate on the ones when it comes to the X series. Let's take a minute to listen to a sound sample of a Martin X series guitar. Here's the DX1E with an HPL top. Do you think it's coincidence or is there a better word for it? When you look at the Martin guitar catalog from top to bottom, X series all the way up to the modern deluxe and into authentics, it seems to me that you have more choices in the X series than anywhere else. You can get an O, a double O, a double O L, a triple O, an OM, uh, not to mention, you know, the tons of dreadnought, dreadnought cutaway and grand performance cutaways. It seems like the X series might be the biggest series. I think that's uh, fascinating as well. So, and for people that are not that familiar, O, the O size, which has a zero, uh, that was referred to as the concert size. And back when they only made 12 fret guitars, it was considered large enough to perform a concert, you know, back before amp amplification. Now the 14 fret O was almost extinct, but because uh, people like smaller guitars now, in the Ed Sheeran era, Martin started bringing back the 12 fret O, they have a lot of nice pop to them. They uh, are very easy to play, short scale neck, sh uh, smaller body, um, very good for smaller people. But you see, you, you certainly saw O's played by a lot of professionals all the way through the 40s and 50s and into the 60s in the folk scene. The double O is called the grand concert size. That gives you a little more bass than the O the auditorium size, which is the triple O and the OM, same body size. Uh, traditionally, uh, up in the standard series, there were more differences, particularly that the triple O has a short scale neck, the OM has a long scale neck, a little more string tension, a little more uh, projection, and a little more volume, and uh, arguably possibly a little more bass. Grand performance size, a little deeper, a little... Uh, 
wider than an OM and gives you a little more oomph in the low mids and again, a little more bass. You mentioned the double uh, L. That actually is a relatively new size. It's a slope shoulder double O that puts the overall sound chamber size into in between the 14 fret double O and the 14 fret triple O slash OM. And that uh, is a kind of a different version of what you get with the GPC. You get a little, little fuller uh, bottom end out of that compared to the uh, the normal double O. Double O L was based on the Gibson size L from the 1930s. And Chris Martin started that with the CEO seven using a, a similar body shape to kind of pay homage to those very successful depression era Gibson guitars. So it gives you, it gives you another, another double O smaller body, but with just a little more bottom end to it. So all the way up into the dreadnought that of course, that Martin invented way back in the 19 teens. And then 1934 came out with that 14 fret dreadnought that is far and away the, the most recognizable and, and popular guitar size. So you have all of those guitar sizes, like you said, in the X series and probably uh, available at one time or another, both in the two and the one. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised too that in this day and age, there are probably more options in the X series than any other. And they're all acoustic electric guitars. So they all have the Fishman MX electronics, uh, which gives you a, in inside the sound hole, you get a nice little, you know, volume wheel and a, what they call a tone sweep wheel um, to, to zero in your, your electric sound. So pretty cool. That's interesting. If you take a look at the X series and realize that every single thing in this series has a pickup system in it, I wonder, is there any other series in the Martin Guitar catalog where every single model plugs in? Why don't we let our listeners think about that for three seconds? I think there is one other series, Spoon. Would you agree? Yes, that is correct. I don't know if should I say or should we let them look it up? <laughs> Okay, well, I want to bring up something about the X series because I think we should just let them do their own research. And uh, when you look at these X series guitars, you're not just getting a, a guitar that looks like a mahogany guitar. You're getting this amazing quilted mahogany. Granted, it's a photograph of ridiculously expensive quilted mahogany. It looks glorious when you get into the the one that has the rosewood back uh, image, again, you're getting amazing uh, book matched, fantastic grain that is uh, really, uh, that you would be paying an enormous amount of money for if you were really getting uh, the, the piece of solid wood uh, that makes that, uh, that they took that photograph from. I think that's uh, just gorgeous. And some sometimes they'll have koa, sometimes, uh, Sometimes they'll have, like you can get black models like that Johnny Cash X model, stuff like that. But um, they just really look awesome. And I think uh, going into the guitar world in this price range that's outside of Martin, you just don't see guitars that look this good at these prices. It's funny. We, um, when we first got our GPC X2E Macassar guitar here at Maury's Music. I remember calling my Martin rep up and my, the custom shop rep. And I said, listen, we have to do this. I have, I have the best idea. Let's order a custom shop replica of this guitar, but use real ebony. And he started laughing. I said, well, what, what's so funny about me wanting to place an order? I do it all the time. He said, well, listen, you have to realize that the picture of Macassar ebony that's on that guitar is so much prettier than the ebony that we'd be able to source using real ebony. And also, you're going to be looking at seven grand, not 700. So how many do you want? And I, you know, but it, it, it was a startling wake-up call that you should not assume that anything Martin makes in the X-Series with beautiful pieces or beautiful pictures of these tone woods, that's not what you're going to get when you go back to the real wood pile. And boy, is that price going to skyrocket. So it's not fair to say you can just make some kind of a quick graduation to real wood and get something that looks anything like the way these X-Series are. Absolutely. And it's funny you should m mention that because I, I remember those guitars very well. And 
Macassar ebony is a favorite wood of mine, and Martin has never really used it to make models as solid wood, partially because it's hard to source, and, and um, it's quite dense. It's not as dense as African ebony, which is why you can use it for back and sides. But boy, on the X, the, the X models that have that Macassar ebony image, and they match them with a very cool soundboard. Uh, yeah, they, they uh, yeah, it's just, a, you know, it's, it's for people who love the look of great wood. Uh, it, it's it's uh, really beautiful. So that, that makes me want to ask you a question. Uh, what is the, what's the most popular X series model? I guess with all these different body sizes, maybe I should say, what are the most popular models that you've found in your experience? Well, currently, it, the X-Series is an odd bird. It, it's one of those things where the best-selling, most popular X-Series here at Maori's Music does move around a lot. And what I think is the best-seller at any one point in time, it's kind of fair to say that's ever-changing. I would lean towards saying the DX2E, uh, Mahogany and Rosewater are really popular. And if, if I had to pick one, I would say the Mahogany sells very, very well. But it wasn't long ago that we could not keep something for example like an omc x1e black we couldn't keep them in stock we would order two of them and we'd sell them so we'd order four and we'd sell five we would order six and we'd sell ten we have five of them right now so it's 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 funny you sort of watch for trends and you want to see what's selling really well that's never promised to keep and stay consistent so right now i think that the dreadnoughts with and without a cutaway are probably the most popular well, here's a follow-up question for you then. I just wonder, compared to the more traditional Martins, do you find that people buy the DC model in the X-Series? Are people looking for cutaways in the X-Series, by and large? I wouldn't say that's automatically true. I mean, it's not like we don't sell the cutaways, but no, I, I think the answer to that is no. We, we do just as well or better with the non-cutaway dreadnoughts that's not to say the GPCs aren't popular because we do pretty well with like the GPC X2E Rosewood. And it, I'd have to really go back and look and, and Lori does all the ordering. I wonder if more globally, if Martin does better with them, because I think if I'm remembering correctly, things like the GPC X2s are a little harder to get than the, than the Dreadnoughts. And I don't, I don't know if that stems from Martin's production or if, if you have to picture Martin's got... 600 domestic dealers and they all want certain guitars is it harder to get in line for a, a gp instead of a dreadnought would, would be the question I'd, I'd ask them but no i don't think it's fair to say that the, the cutaways do better here i just wonder because you mentioned the omc x1e black being uh, popular and i was wondering how much of that is people looking for a black guitar and how much of it's people looking for something with a cutaway so but uh, dreadnought players often don't like to play cutaways that's why i was wondering if that might change when you get down into the into the x series which may attract a younger audience and uh but apparently not yeah it's it's and it's fair to say uh we could assume a lot of players that want to get into the x series guitars uh, might not be steeped in tradition as, as badly as those who just only buy hd28s or only buy you know the om21s mm -hmm. I, I think you'd almost have to assume the, the buying public that wants to get into the X-Series are already a little bit more open-minded and maybe more, more progressive on what they'll what they'll accept as a Martin guitar. You know, you, you can take a look at how many times Martin tried as hard as they could to offer cutaways in the standard series, and it's, it, doesn't, uh, it doesn't go over as well as, as, as the X-Series or the 16s. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I can, I can understand that. I'm a cutaway guy. I... I, there's I, there's too many things I can't play without a cutaway, so I'll always have a cutaway guitar, you know, and I'll I have one non-cutaway guitar, and that probably is going to be my only non-cutaway guitar. But I know, you know, other people uh, don't uh, play much above the fifth fret, you know, as as some famous old pro said long ago, there's no money above the sixth fret. <laughs> that reminds me of a picture I saw. Uh, we can we can drop names one more time before the program's over. Our friend Ramin at Martin, who's heavily involved in the X-Series design, he was on either Facebook or Instagram holding one of those guitars. And I, I don't mean any offense to any Ed Sheeran fan, or it might have been some other name, but it was like the Ed Sheeran signature model, and it was the guitar that had like, you know, three frets, and then the body meets the neck at the third fret. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I, I you know, see that. 
<laughs> I did not do that. Um, so I'll, uh, yeah, I'll I ask you to look I'm, for that later. <laughs> and I know a lot of people that don't, you know, play above the first position. You know, there's a lot of, a lot of people that uh, spend their whole life playing uh, the basic chords and making some great music. So no offense to anybody who doesn't, doesn't get up the neck. <laughs> and I, I mean, I'm one to talk. I'll take my, you know, my guitar to Tim Teal, and I'll need a refret or at least a facing, and like frets one, two, three, four, five, six, and maybe seven are just a mess, especially the unwound strings. You, you could kind of look at, at like the war stories of a guitar and see how somebody's playing their instrument, where they're using it. it just shows you where you where you live on the neck, really. Absolutely, absolutely. So I think that also the X series, I think a lot of people look to the X series that they're looking into their first uh, expensive guitar. And so a lot of those people don't need a cutaway because they're not, you know, they're not going up the neck on a regular basis. So uh, I could see why, on the other hand, why cutaways don't sell as well in the X series. So maybe it's modern uh, musicians playing modern music who need to go up and need a cutaway versus people who are graduating into really well-made guitars and maybe never, you know, never have to go up the neck. So, but I'd be curious to hear from the, uh, the listeners. So maybe they can write in with their experiences, with their own experiences about the X series, what they like and, and don't like about them. I agree. I would love to hear from our listeners and see what you guys think of the X series guitars cut away or not. And that's another tangent we can dive deep into some other time spoon when you look at a guitar with a cutaway versus a guitar without a cutaway, how much difference is there really in tone? Well, there are people who claim that a cutaway removes some bass response. I would say that it's if that's true, it's not noticeable enough to keep people like me and people like Lawrence Juber and Leo Gottke and people like that from needing and using a cutaway. Um, but that's one of the cool things about those new SC guitars. Their, their asymmetrical body moves more room down in that bottom bout on the treble side. Uh, so the cutaway is actually removing uh, less cubic uh, space in that sound chamber. So, so, you know, there may be something to the cutaway thing, but I would say if you like the looks of cutaways or you really need one as often as I do, I don't think twice about it and go ahead and order an X-Series guitar with a cutaway. This has been a really good talk, Spoon. I knew we'd have a lot to talk about with the X-Series guitars, and I do hope our listeners might have found some value in this conversation. From all of us at Maury's Music, thanks for listening. See you next time. This has been a presentation of Maury's Music, your trusted source for Martin and Blue Ridge guitars. Find us online at maurysmusic.com. Music.com.